Welcome to the Zabrick's Lair podcast. Deep in the bowels of the flaming trash heap of Lotho Minor, our hosts, Katie Horn, Katie Horn, and Katie Horn, discuss all things Darth Maul. So join in the conversation and pull yourself together here in the Zabrick's Lair. <laughs> so, so hi everybody, uh, Katie here. What you're about to listen to is the audio recording for my Darth Maul panel given at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. Um, uh, of course, feel free just to listen to the audio. I hope you enjoy that. But I do feel strongly that this uh, presentation is greatly added by the visual aids, the PowerPoint presentation that I put together for this panel. So if you're interested in that, uh, you can find a video at my Twitter, at Dameron or at my brand new YouTube page, Pohot Dameron. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find that pretty easily just by Googling Pohot Dameron YouTube. Uh, that should come up for you uh, pretty quickly, pretty easily. But if not, again, you can just go to my Twitter and the video should be posted uh, within clear view. You should not have to look hard to find this video. And uh, you'll be able to listen to uh, this audio uh, overlaid over my PowerPoint presentation just as if you were there in the room with me in Chicago. So again, pretty easy. But if you just want to listen to this as a podcast, that's great too. That's what this is here for. So enjoy. Uh, but one other thing uh, to note is that uh, for about the first five minutes of this of this podcast um, is just me kind of talking off the cuff about Darth Maul because uh, my panel hadn't officially started yet. I was waiting for the official go ahead to begin my panel. So uh, while I was sitting there, I just kind of spoke off the cuff about Darth Maul with, uh, with some of the people around me. Well, the people in the front row. <laughs> And, uh, and so I thought it was pretty interesting, so I included it here, uh, but if you're not interested in that, you just want to hear the panel, just go ahead and skip about the first five minutes, and uh, you should be all set. So, uh, yes, go ahead and enjoy. It's a marvelous life. <laughs> can you guys, uh, can you guys do me a favor? Can you, like, um, can you make, like, porg noises? Like, meh, 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 meh. like do it. I want to hear. Meh. Yes. That's excellent, because now I have nothing to fear from any of you. <laughs> oh, oh, I have a microphone. Oh, the power. Oh, God. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you have so much more faith in me than I do. Oh. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if you know how many horns Darth Maul has. Okay, how many horns? Darth Maul, Darth Maul, how many horns do you have? Thank you. You're just the way I remember you from my dreams. <laughs> Ten. That's exactly right. Can you tell me how many hearts Darth Maul has? Zero. I like zero. Yeah. Right here. Right here. How many hearts does Darth Maul have? He's two. He has two hearts. Um, it, it's actually a plot point in Darth Maul Lockdown. This is a little trivia for you because I don't know if I'm going to have time for this in my panel. I've, I've picked um, 28 Darth Maul things. I had to make cuts. There's so much. There's so much Darth Maul content. I had to make cuts, so I picked 28 Darth Maul things to talk about, and um, I'm not sure I'm going to make it through them all. So here's a little trivia. Yeah, in Lockdown uh, by Joe Schreiber, uh, Dar the fact that Darth Maul has two hearts is a plot point because uh, he's on this prison planet. He's undercover. You know, no one knows that he's Sith because it's before the Phantom Menace. We can't, you know, you got to keep that Sith thing on the down low. He's on this prison planet, and you remember, uh, you know, all slaves have a bomb in their body somewhere, and and he attempts to escape, and they blow you up. Boom! It's the same on the prison planet. Any attempt to escape, and they blow you up, and all the bombs are in the uh, prisoners' bodies. And uh, the fact that Darth Maul uh, has two hearts, um, it becomes this kind of cool plot point because there's another prisoner there who um, she's force sensitive, and she, uh, when she feels your heart, you know, she places her hand on on your chest, and she can feel your heart beating, and she can feel where the you know the bomb it's not supposed to be there, and she can deactivate it. But Darth Maul's hearts, you know, it makes it difficult for her to to tell where what's not supposed to be there, and she's like, well, either this is going to deactivate the bomb or it's going to fuck. It's going to kill you. <laughs> I got to get that out of the way now. I was like, oh no. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's going to kill you. Um, and, and it's this really tense scene. And you actually think, even though it's before the Phantom Menace, I found myself like, you know, it's a prequel. I'm like, oh no, he's going to die. <laughs> oh no. So, so yeah, he has two. 
Always two there are. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be the first time. Exactly, yeah. No, he's died, he's died so many times. If it's the year 2005 and you're a comic book author, your favorite thing to do is to revive Darth Maul and immediately kill him off. I've, I've, I've watched him die so many times. It's not, uh, what time is it? Are we, are we going? Not yet. We got four minutes. Oh my god, I have so many feelings for the Clone Wars panel. I just need Oh my god. And they all just Oh, we could talk we could talk for three minutes. We could talk for three thousand minutes about Oh, because that's that's the thing is that you know I've wanted to see the Caesar of Mandalore forever. You know it's a thing that we've known about forever, but we've never actually seen it, and it coming, it coming, because that's the moment where Maul loses everything, everything. You know, Ahsoka shows up, her troops decimate his Death Watch, decimate his Death Watch, kick him off of Mandalore. All of the Knight Brothers on Dathomir have been slaughtered, so he got nowhere to go. He got nowhere to go, and, and so, you know, he's been kicked off of Mandalore, he has nothing, and Order 66 happens. So it's like Goliath from, uh, from uh, um, uh, Gargoyles, the animated series, I have been denied everything, even my revenge! Like, that, that's the moment. You know, Order 66 happens, Kenobi probably dead, every, every, he's lost everything, and I'm, I'm so excited for that moment. Like, I, lo I love him so much, but I want to see him brought down that low. Like, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be, oh, I've been waiting. Oh, what do we got? That was only one minute, are you kidding me? <laughs> exactly. It's like, uh, it's so yeah, it's so good. So, so yeah, so Ray Park, you know, is doing the mocap for the animated series, and and I I don't know, I'm sorry, my friend down here is all like, um, it brings it full circle because of course Sam was doing the voice for Darth Maul, and now Ray is doing the action for Sam's voice. It's like it's an Ouroboros, you know, like a snake eating itself. Like it's that's Darth Maul, y'all. <laughs> uh, what time is it now? It hasn't even been one minute. <laughs> oh, I should just go. I should just start. Yeah, you're right. I should just start. Yeah, exactly. I should just go. Is that cool? My, my oh, I'm good. I can just go. So, yes, welcome to It's a Marvelous Life. It really is. It's a marvelous life. Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, definitely better than the resistance panel you guys are all missing. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, we're celebrating 20 years of Darth Maul. I was exactly 10 years old when The Phantom Menace came out, so I was, woo! Yeah, I was perfectly primed to become completely obsessed with this guy. <laughs> um, and I have not stopped following his story. I have not stopped thinking and talking about Darth Maul for the last 20 years. Um, and uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I think some of you here follow me on Twitter. That might be how you heard about the panel. Um, I did one of those uh, Twitter like uh, you know tweet clouds where it's all like your most popular words, and it was seriously just mall in the center. It just said mall, and then like words you couldn't even see scattered around it. It was, ah, it was disgusting. So um, ah, when I first got the email saying congratulations, you get to do a panel at Star Wars Celebration, woo! They were like it's scheduled from one to one fifteen. I was like, oh, is that how long they think it takes to talk about Darth Maul? Is that like, like, hey, welcome in, Darth Maul's great. He was in the Phantom Menace. He came back in the Clone Wars, Rebels, Solo. That's it. We're done. Bye. Like that was it. No, it's been 20 years, and this fandom has never slept on Darth Maul. Like he's he's never left. People who say like, oh, Darth Maul was wasted in the Phantom Menace. Oh, he's wasted. They never did anything with him. I'm like, don't tell James Luceno that they never did anything with Darth Maul. Just don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. All right. So, uh, gosh, yep, we're we're going. We're in, we're going. Let's uh, let's try to tackle this chronologically. Uh, so we're gonna start with the dawn of Darth Maul, which I wish that had been the episode nine title. Honestly, that uh, Rise of Skywalker, Dawn of Darth Maul. We're this close to greatness. Uh, okay. So um, here we go. We got the Phantom Menace. Maybe, maybe some of you here have heard of it. This isn't where Darth Maul started. 
But this is, this is where most people think of when they're like, oh, where did we first see Darth Maul? Oh, we saw him in The Phantom Menace. Pretty cool guy. Pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Got the motorcycle. You know, he goes over the hill. Oh my gosh. Oh, when the bay doors open. Bum, bum, bum. Oh my God, I was 10. I was, I was changed. I was changed forever when those doors open. It's like, oh, well, this is just my life now. This is, this is what I was meant to do, why I was put here on this planet. And I feel like a lot of you were probably the same way, just like, who is this guy? He's so cool. So then, uh, of course, I guess that, that begs the question, if, if this wasn't our first look at Darth Maul, what, uh, what was our first look at Darth Maul? Well, it was actually the, um, there it goes, the tone poems. Does anybody remember the tone poems from the lead up to the Phantom Menace? Yeah, no, it was this cool thing, uh, Lucasfilm released a whole series of, uh, of audio recorded tone poems about all of our new characters. And these are the posters that went in with them. Um, I had an audio clip for the Darth Maul one, but it's not working. So I'm just gonna like read it to you guys because I guess I can do an excellent Darth Maul impression. Who said I couldn't? How dare you? It's, uh, so, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's like January 1999 and you turn on the TV and you see a Pepsi commercial. And then the next thing is, uh, is, um, Darth Maul, and he goes, uh, fear, fear attacks the, attracts the fearful, the strong, the weak, the innocent, the corrupt. Fear, fear is my ally. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, some of you know it. I heard some of you out there. You know it. Oh, but, and I have to bring this up. Like, you know, we have to talk about this because this was the, uh, that tone poem was what Sam Witwer studied and listened to and, and practiced when he was preparing for the role of Darth Maul in the very first Clone Wars episode. So this is a formative piece of Darth Maul. Pablo Hidalgo has not gotten back to my multiple tweets about, is this still canon? Did Darth Maul like recite this poem one day? Did he write it down? I have not heard back, but I still consider it canon. Why not? So, uh, so yeah, Phantom Menace comes and goes. Spoiler alert, Darth Maul dies at the end. He dies, so you might be thinking, oh. Yeah, he just loses his legs. It's fine. He's fine. It's fine. It's just a flesh wound. So, 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 you know, so, so, he, so he, he dead now. He dead. He looked real cool, but he's dead. So that's going to bring us into, oh, is it going to do it? Maybe. I'm going to try again. There we go. The Maul Bible. Yeah. Or, yeah, he's dead, but seriously, have you seen how cool he looks? I mean, he had a freaking motorcycle and face tattoos. Okay, obviously, we're going to do more stuff with him, so buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. Ugh. So, you know, if you thought that Darth Maul guy was pretty cool in the movies, uh, the thing you, you might go to next would be uh, the Phantom Menace novelization. Which is, which is rad. Um, uh, fun fact, this came out before the movie. <laughs> so a lot of people like read this book and then knew going into the film that Darth Maul was going to die. And like, I kind of envy you because being 10 years old, that was just shock. That was, that did not feel good. Um, gosh, the, um, the Darth Maul in this book, it, it's a take. He, um, he, he howls when he's on the hunt. He, uh, you know, he growls a lot. Like it's a, you know, it's a take. That's all I'll say. Oh. But I, uh, I pulled up a quote uh, just because I, this is my favorite thing. I thought it was so good. Um, Darth Maul was a warrior in his prime, never to be any better. His power is at their apex. He had no fear for himself, no doubt that he would win. He was focused in a way that Qui-Gon recognized at once, a Jedi's focus, mindful to the present, locked in what was needed in the here and now. The Sith Lord was a living example of what the Jedi Master was always telling Obi-Wan about how best to hear the will of the Force. Oh, I think that's so good. This like, oh, that's so good. That he, you know, he has a Jedi's focus. Like, oh, I can see chills, yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if, if, if you read that, you're like, I don't remember Darth Maul howling when he was on his motorcycle. I, I don't know. Uh, you're looking for more Darth Maul content in 1999. The next place you would go would be uh, children's books. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Fury of Darth Maul uh, actually came with a role play book that went with it. So literally halfway through the Fury of Darth Maul, uh, there's a page that says, if you would like to play this adventure for yourself, please see the Fury of Darth Maul game book. If not, continue to the next page. And I'm like, well, all right. <laughs> but what's really freaking cool about the Fury of Darth Maul is that it gave us a little character called CP3X. <laughs> this is... This is Darth, Darth Maul found a protocol droid in the trash. 
and was like, I know, murder. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's like, you know, so little, little Anakin finds a protocol droid in the trash, and he's not like, I know, he's going to help mom. I'm going to build him to help mom. And Darth Maul's like, no, he's going to help me kill. Here's a little quote. Although CP3X resembled an ordinary protocol droid, his body contained 83 concealed weapons. Darth Maul, the exact location and function of each weapon, for he himself had modified the droid to be the infiltrator sentry. You're like, why isn't, th why isn't this in the cards? Why don't we see Darth Like, Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> the next place you would go, speaking of children's books, is uh, the Darth Maul Journal, which is uh, terrific. This came out in March of 2000, right before my birthday. 11-year-old <laughs> me is like, my time has come. <laughs> so up here, that's actually an advertisement for, from uh, the uh, Je one of the Jedi Apprentice novels that came out in January of that year. Um, clap your hands. You remember the Jedi Apprentice series? Anybody? Yeah. Like, if you were 12 at the time, you remember. So, <laughs> so um, it goes, uh, you know, what are, you know, what is, where's this guy from? What are his thoughts? Let's find out. <laughs> so it's kind of ridiculous. You kind of kind of believe that Darth Maul would sit down and like keep his super secret diary, you know, but this, uh, this children's book, the Darth Maul journal is told entirely from Darth Maul's point of view. And it, and in our timeline, it's our very first look at what Darth Maul thinks. And uh, what is it? What's the very first word like written from Darth Maul's point of view? You may think I am evil. I am not. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> uh, I pulled another quote because uh, a lot of stuff has changed about Darth Maul over the last 20 years, but what will never not fascinate me is that the foundation laid in this book, in this children's book, 80 pages long, it really does set the foundation for the rest of Darth Maul that we, that we see today. Um, and that is, is that he was not only trained by uh, Darth Sidious, but raised by him. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and do this quote. There is, oh, <laughs> never break a fall, my master would say. If you are prepared to break your fall, you are prepared for the fall itself. My master would say, there is no pain where strength lies. Do it again. Now I never fall. So Darth Sidious raised him to be Sith and raised him very harshly. And this has, this has not changed. Uh, you know, many things about Darth Maul has changed, but that has stayed the same. And what's really interesting to me, a little 11-year-old me found this next quote very interesting. The, the seed for Darth Maul's revival is actually laid in this book. He can kill me in a heartbeat, yet something in me will not accept this, even from my master. My life force will not allow it. I struggle on, even in the face of his laughter. So Darth Maul has said several times that he would, you know, die for his master's cause. And yet when that moment comes, when Sidious is all like, you're dead now, son, he's like, no, not even for him. I won't die even for you. And I find that so good. Uh, Later in 2000, we finally get our first Darth Maul comic, and right out the gate, they're like, we know what you want. You want to see them tattoos. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, in, in the very first issue of this comic, they answer, they ask the question, as old as the Darth Maul fandom itself, are they everywhere? Wait, are, are those tattoos everywhere? And Pablo, please, I'm begging. Pablo. Ugh. And what's also super cool about this comic is that this gives us, uh, you can't really read it, I thought you'd be able to. This establishes Darth Maul's uh, connections to the underworld, uh, the criminal underworld. He is sent to go undercover and deal with Black Sun, one of the criminal gangs. And so people don't realize that that's not something Dave Filoni just like invented. That's been a part of Darth Maul since 2000. And it also, this comic establishes connection to the Night Sisters. Um, that's not literal yet, that connection, but in this book, his big final boss is a night sister, and I, I just think that's so cool. And then, of course, it comes back to Sidious at the end, and uh, Darth Maul has sustained several wounds over the course of this comic, and Sidious says, what about your wounds? And Darth Maul replies, there is no pain where strength lies. Quoting that children's book. What? This comic it quotes the children's book. I love it. I love that so much. Uh, next would be in 2001, we get Darth Maul Shadowhunter and Darth Maul Saboteur. Um, once again, going back to, there is no pain where strength lies. Like, what are we, what are we doing here? We just keep going back to that children's book that most of the adults reading this book wouldn't have read. And I just find that so fascinating. 
Um, and, and again, here it talks about how Darcidius has, has molded Darth Maul, has raised him from infancy. And again, this is something that has never, ever changed. Um, our next piece of Darth Maul content is going to be Resurrection. Yes? No? Maybe? Oh, this comic's amazing. Okay, so Darth Vader finds himself lured into a volcano where a bunch of dark side prophets are like, hey, Vader, big fans of your work, but we're not, we're not really sure you're the right direction to go in for the Sith. So we've gone ahead and resurrected Darth Maul. We've just, how did, how did we do, don't ask questions. He's here and it's great. So it's just that, that's it. So, so it's like, um, Vader, you know, you were, you've been trained as a Jedi. Darth Maul, though, is pure Sith, and we think he's the right direction to go in. But, you know, you two fight it out. Whoever wins gets to be Sidious's true apprentice and an ice cream sundae. Them, them's the stakes. So, Vader, will, will you face him? I will kill him. Oh, Anakin. Oh. <laughs> So, oh my God, I love this comic, not just because of like the cool backflips and the, you know, and the, the pew, 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 lightsabers. It's, a, it's the verbal sparring that's so good in this comic, how Maul taunts Vader, you know, calls him Jedi. You know, you're, you're not true Sith, you're a Jedi. And he says that there's a light inside of Vader that he refuses to extinguish. And Maul's like, there's, there's no such light in me. Okay, all right, sure. <laughs> And again, it comes back to, uh, uh, here Maul is saying, like, have you learned nothing from our master? There is no pain where strength lies. And I'm like, oh, that's, maybe we should remember that. I don't know. <laughs> remember that line. And uh, what's super good is that he, um, Maul further taunts Vader by saying, a Sith draws on your hate, on your pain. You're a machine. How can a machine hate? How can a machine feel? And Vader's like, well, I hate myself. <laughs> and that's how he gets Darth Maul. That's what he hates enough to kill Darth Maul is himself. Like, ah, oh, Anakin has unlocked the power of self-loathing. Like, you go. You go, Anakin. Oh, but that's not the, the last time Anakin and, Vader and Maul would cross blades. Oh, no, that same month, that same month we got Jedi Quest. Literally, literally everybody except Dave Filoni wants to see Maul and Vader fight. Like, it's just, that's the fact. So, um, so little Anakin has gone to Ilum to collect the kyber crystal for his very first lightsaber. And inside he sees a vision of Darth Maul and has to cross blades with him. And it's awesome. And Darth Maul's all like, yeah, you hate me for killing Qui-Gon Jinn, don't you? And Anakin's like, maybe, maybe, maybe I hate you a little. And, you know, Maul's like, ah, oh, draw on your hate. And Anakin's like, no, maybe, okay, I will, fine. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, but Anakin finds the strength to drive Maul away. And Maul's all like, yeah, but I'll be back because I'm the master you really want. You know, he like, Anakin wants the permission to give into the dark side. And Maul kind of embodies that. Super good. Great comic. Uh, the next one is going to be Nameless, which is only eight pages, but it's epic. Uh, so this is the origin of Darth Maul's uh, double-bladed lightsaber. Uh, he, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he goes out to kill a Jedi, an old Jedi who's living out in the woods in exile, and Sidious sends Maul out to kill him. Maul leaves with a single-bladed lightsaber and comes back with a saber staff, and Sidious is like, explain yourself. So Maul talks about how uh, when he attacked this Jedi, the Jedi defeated him with only a staff. You know, Maul had a lightsaber, and this guy had a stick and defeated him. And Maul realized that the single saber was kind of wasteful in a way. It could only attack from one side, and he really wanted to be able to attack from both ends. So, and then that's how he's able to defeat this guy. He, yeah, he gets him from behind. Uh, and, and Sidious is like, wow, such a weapon should have a name. And Maul's like, no, it, it is just a tool in my hands the way I am in yours. It's nameless. So pretty, pretty awesome. We're going to talk about Phantom Menaces real briefly, because how can we not? Luke Skywalker goes to Iridonia, the Zabrak homeworld, as an ambassador of the New Republic. And the minute he lands, he's attacked by a hologram of Darth Maul. He don't, he don't know who this guy is, but, you know, just that, yeah, ah, die. <laughs> and, and, Maul, and so Luke is like, what's up with that? That's weird. Goes to investigate. Turns out this scientist has been keeping Darth Maul's brain in a jar. <laughs> as you do. As you do. So um, uh, Luke's like, well, I got to put a stop to this. And the, the way he defeats Darth Maul is by unplugging him. Like, 
Hooray! Uh, okay, oh, Marked. Oh my gosh. So uh, before Marked came out, uh, we, we, we had all asked the question, how did Darth Maul get his tattoos? And the only thing we knew, um, the only thing we had to go on was what Ray Park had said in interviews, which is, of course, he asked that question, like, you know, where did all these tattoos came from? And George Lucas, uh, behind the scenes of The Phantom Menace, had imagined that Darth Maul had done them to himself. Uh, so that's what the fandom did, and that's what the fandom wrote fan fiction about. Um, and of course, this, this gave rise to the headcanon, Darth Maul is an artist. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you're writing fanfic in in 2002 about Darth Maul, like me, <laughs> you're you know you're like oh, Darth, Darth Maul is an artist. Look at this intricate, you know. Uh, but Marx comes out and Marx is like, no, look at Darth Maul as this tiny baby tomato. Oh. And, <laughs> and Sidious gave him the tattoos actually, and I'm all like, Sidious is not the artist. Said, no, <laughs> Darth Maul's the artist. Like. A huge portion of the fandom like actually rejected this comic and was like, no, Darth Maul's an artist. <laughs> uh, because it's like, you took something that was about Darth Maul's agency and his own self-expression, this, this huge part of his character, and it was like, actually, no, it's about Sidious's like, control over him. Like, you know, ah, that little baby tomato and the man he became. Like, yep, a huge part of the fandom went, nope. <laughs> uh, so this will bring us to Old Wounds. Well, I expected hysterical, hysterical tears because, like, this this is the comic, you guys. Like, this is is pretty huge. Um, because, uh, uh, so in the beginning of this comic, uh, <laughs> little baby Luke Skywalker hanging out on Tatooine, and a mysterious figure attacks the farm. Oh no! Who could it be? <laughs> it's it, it Darth Maul. <laughs> He's been chasing down Kenobi, finally tracked him down to Tatooine, and is just like wrecking all sorts of habit. And Kenobi's like, well, we can't have this. Oh no. <laughs> so of course this would this would become that's the look. This of course, yeah, that would later inspire the Clone Wars. So I'm pretty sure Dave Filoni's read this. I don't I have it like I'm ninety-eight percent sure. Maybe, maybe ninety-nine. I don't know. But <laughs> but um gosh. Uh, so, of course, Darth Maul has to die at the end of this because, you know, if you're writing comics in 2005, you have to kill off Darth Maul. It's just a rule, I guess. Um, the way he dies is Obi-Wan disarms him and then <laughs> Uncle Owen shoots Darth Maul in the head. <laughs> Great. Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> uh, so, then we got, you're, they're like, wait, isn't this a Darth Maul panel? Huh. So we got uh, The Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed 2, which, of course, we would talk about um, just because Sam Witwer, that, that is Sam Witwer. That's his face, that's his voice playing the character Starkiller, but I bring it up here because uh, The Force Unleashed 2 gave us a little character called Mall Killer. <laughs> this is the clone of Starkiller and Darth Maul, like the genetic, like just took the, like, so that's Darth Maul with Sam Witwer's face. Why hasn't he ever cosplayed this? I don't know. Uh, okay, so it's time. It's time. Let's talk about... Oh, it's time to talk about the Clone Wars. What does that have to do with Darth Maul? He's dead. Uh, so our first look at Darth Maul in the Clone Wars actually begins with Monster, with this guy, Savage Opress. And we don't actually know anything about him at first, except that uh, he, he looks an awful lot like Darth Maul. Um, uh, it, uh, so we're taken to Dathomir, where we find out that the Knight Sisters uh, have, a, have a clan called Knight Brothers, and they keep them as slaves. Uh, they use them for breeding and for manual labor. So I'm just like, oh, so there's a planet of Darth Maul that all have to do what I say? Uh, all right. Okay. <laughs> so this Savage Press dude, he, he's, he's actually, you know, he's a good guy. He's a good person. He gives his life for this guy, Farrell, who he really cares about. Um, and then and the Night Sisters uh, take him and do all sorts of dark side magic on him to twist him up and, and make him evil uh, to the point that he actually cares, uh, kills the person that he cared about so much. He kills Feral. And I just think that's so interesting because then, of course, it's revealed that surprise, Savage Opress, you have a, you have a brother. It's Darth Maul. <laughs> so I just think that's very deliberate that they were like, oh, Darth Maul's brother started off as this good guy until he was just plucked out of obscurity, twisted up by evil, and just became this monster. And, and oh, and, and you're doing that with Darth Maul's brother, who was plucked out of security, uh, obscurity by Sidious? And, 
twisted up, but maybe he's actually kind of a good guy underneath. I don't, I don't know. That's interesting. Hmm. So, uh, so this, you know, uh, of course, teased that Darth Maul would be coming back. He would not come to the Clone Wars for another year <laughs> after this tease. Um, so this will bring us into the Molasons. <laughs> <laughs> I call this the Molasons because at this point we get we get so much Darth Maul kind of we get at least a new Darth Maul thing every year until forever hopefully just forever. <laughs> um, so January 2012, three months before Darth Maul is set to return to the Clone Wars, we get content, <laughs> content, content, content. Uh, we get uh, uh, Shadowhunter and the Phantom Menace novelization are re-released in paperback, and they contain two new stories about Darth Maul called Restraint and Endgame. Uh, I'm running out of time, so we don't have time to go into them, but they're awesome. Uh, the Darth Plagueis novel uh, it is told from Sidious's point of view, so we actually get to see the point where he adopts Maul um, all the way through Maul's supposed death in the Phantom Menace uh, from Sidious's point of view. So we get to see that training. And what's super interesting about um, this new origin for Darth Maul is that um, this night sister named Kaisina, uh, she, uh, you know, obviously she has a son and uh, she's like, oh no, I'm a night sister. That means I'm going to have to send him away to the Night Brothers and he's going to be little, he's going to be a slave. I, I don't, I can't look after him. Uh, but I guess luckily for her, I don't know, she has twins, so she's able, she, she sends Savage Press to the Knight Brothers and keeps them all a secret. Nobody knows that she's had another son. And uh, she runs away, runs into Sidious, and is like, take him, save him, please. Hide him from Mother Talzin, the, uh, you know, the, the matriarch of my clan, because if she finds out that I had another son, he'll, of course, become a slave. Uh, and Sidious is like, okay, <laughs> yeah, like I, I'll take him and yeah, I'll make him into a, make him into my apprentice. That sounds just fine. And um, so, I, what's fascinating to me is that this gives us like, I don't know, a weird inversion of the Skywalker twins, right? You know, uh, Obi Wan knew that if Anakin were to have any children, that the Emperor would want them. So, so you know, they, the twins were separated and hidden. Except in this way. The emperor actually found one of the twins. So with Maul, we get to kind of see what that would have looked like if, if Sidious had found one of the Skywalkers, which, I don't know, I just think that's really cool. But um, so, yeah, all, all three of these were all released within the same four weeks. So I'm not even kidding. Like January 2012 was probably the best for Darth Maul content. I'm not even. Uh, but then at the, in, in that exact same month, we get the Wrath of Darth Maul, which is it takes the Darth Maul journal from 1999. It takes those 80 pages and, and stretches them into 200 pages. And it takes it, the Darth Maul Journal, of course, was a kid's book. This is a young adult novel, so it's allowed to be darker. It's allowed to be a little more edgy. And it, oh, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it, it really is young adult because in this one, Darth Maul gets his first girlfriend. Yeah? yeah. Ow! <laughs> oh my god, where are my Raylos at? I got any Raylos in here? Yeah, woo! Yeah, he goes on this like, you know, really sexy swim date with this girl. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's very, very chaste, but it's about, um, so Maul, Sidious has tried to drown Maul several times to, I guess, to make him stronger. Sure, why not? <laughs> so Maul actually like really hates water and doesn't want to be near it at all. Um, but this girl's like, you want to go swimming? And he's like, Okay, fine. <laughs> sure, you're kind of hot, so I'll try it. So he's like really nervous in the water, and you know, but he lets her get close to him, and it's very, it's it's hot. <laughs> it's really hot. Oh, but I I wanted to draw attention to this book specifically because if you if you like the Clone Wars, if you like Savage Press, this book gives us a really good look at kind of what they're going for with Savage Press. So this is from the very first page of the Wrath of Darth Maul. Um, uh, when Darth Maul is just like seven years old. Uh, Maul moved slightly and saw something shift across the window's surface. Maul realized it was his own reflection. The first time he had seen his reflection, he had been startled because he thought he was seeing another person, another boy who looked like him and echoed his every movement, a boy who was free to roam about the planet's volcanic surface without fear of injury, who could leave Mustafar and go anywhere he wanted, a boy who could help Maul escape. Maul wished he were that boy. And then on the very last page, when we've caught up to Darth Maul in the beginning of the Clone Wars, or his appearance in the Clone Wars, we get this passage. 
The hulking man claimed his name was Savage Opress. Maul was not certain that Opress was his ally, let alone his brother, but Maul was willing to take that chance. Maybe he's a reflection. Maybe he's the boy in the window. So it's like, ah, oh, it's really cool that, that you know, Maul sees that, that reflection, this, you know, it's him, and he's like literally been reunited with his twin brother. It's like Luke meeting Leia again, like, oh. <laughs> uh, so then of course, March, March that same year, just weeks later, the brothers are reunited. Maul's gotten a little, uh, it's not great. <laughs> oh, but um, George Lucas talks about, uh, or at least Sam Witwer talks about George Lucas talking to him about how um, Savage was going to literally like descend into hell almost. Like he's our Greek hero descending into the underworld to pull out his brother's soul and bring him back into the world of the living. And, uh, and then, of course, Mother Talzin uh, gives, you know, she does her dark side magic to give Maul a new body and his new cool robot legs. And um, Maul immediately is like, oh, I'm going to find Kenobi and mess him up. <laughs> that's like, that's day one. You know, that's his checklist. It starts Kenobi. Uh, and what's so good is that he does find Kenobi and he whoop his butt. Ah, it's so good. Uh, it's so good. Um, but I, what I find really interesting is that, uh, so I pulled that quote there. Um, that's the little fortune cookie that would play at the beginning of every arc of the Clone Wars. So when Maul comes back, our little fortune cookie is a fallen enemy may, may rise again, but the reconciled one is truly vanquished. So in this, we have an explanation for how and why Maul is able to return. And we also have kind of... A preview of how he's eventually, you know, going to going to die again, um, because when when we cut down an enemy out of hate, you know, that enemy is just going to rise again. We see that in the sequel trilogy. The empire was cut down, but of course it rose again. How are we going to finally defeat that evil? Well, the only true way to defeat an enemy is to make them into a friend. And I know my Raylos know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, uh, the comics at this time all focused on Darth Maul and, and Savage Opress just being cool brothers and cutting their way across the galaxy. It's, it's the best thing. <laughs> it's just like a, if Luke and Leia had decided, you know what, murder? Yeah, let's just, yeah, lightsaber, here's a lightsaber, Leia, let's just do it, let's just murder. <laughs> oh my gosh, and our final arc with Maul in the Clone Wars, of course, uh, he, he winds up with the Mandalorians. And, uh, you know, shout out to Prey Vizsla, who found Darth Maul, and, yeah, yeah, right? Shout out to Prey Vizsla. So, uh, yeah, he finds Maul and, so and Savage Opress's, uh, like, corpses basically floating, frozen through space, and Prey Vizsla's like, I want to see where this goes. <laughs> the spoiler alert, it does not go well for him. <laughs> Maul, Maul ends up uh, uh, beheading uh, Prey Vizsla, uh, takes, his, takes the Darksaber, claims the throne of Mandalore, and it's at this exact moment that he um, not only gets his revenge on Kenobi by killing uh, Satine, but also uh, Sidious finally takes notice of him and, and comes and just you know, wrecks everything. Uh, he just messes everything up. And I just, um, I find it fascinating that Maul is so, so wrapped up in revenge. He's like, oh, I'm going to get my revenge against Kenobi. You know, I, I've whipped his ass, but that's not good enough. I have to, like, take something from him. Um, and then he is, he immediately loses his brother. Savage Opress is cut down by the Emperor hours after Satine is killed. And, you know, this, this suggests to me that, you know, the dark side craves, you know, vengeance. And it's like all, all debts have to be paid. You know, Ben Solo has to pay for what he's done. But the light side forgives debts. And I, so I have to wonder that if Maul had ever given forgiveness, maybe he would have found some too. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And here's one more thing from, uh, from the lawless that nobody talks about enough. Why, don't, why doesn't anybody ever talk about this? You guys see what's, what's going on here? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that, that's Luke, you know, being shocked by the emperor. And, you know, that's Maul being shocked by the emperor. And that's... In that moment, Maul looks up at, at Sidious and says, Mercy, please. Like, he begs. That breaks my heart. This, this breaks me. Because it's the same thing with Luke. When Luke looks up at his father, says, Father, please. It's a son looking to a father and asking for the pain to stop. 
you know, and then that's what's going on with Sidious and Maul here is looking up and saying, mercy, please, it's, you know, asking for the pain to stop. And with Sidious and Maul, we see what happens when that, when that plea is denied. And it's, oh, that breaks me. It's really good. It's Star Wars, man. Star Wars will mess you up. <laughs> oh, and it, 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 you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of that, that idea that there is no pain where strength lies. And so if you're a Sith, you know, what Sidious is telling Maul is like, yeah, the pain, the pain doesn't stop when I give you mercy because there is no mercy. We're Sith. The pain only stops when you're strong enough. So it's your fault that you're in pain right now. You're not strong enough, which is just, it's so heartbreaking, you know, just to break out of that cycle. Like, uh, so Sidious doesn't cut, kill them all here. He says, I have other plans for you. And, uh, but we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to him because the Clone Wars is immediately canceled. And I don't know, where's the boy? <laughs> what's going to happen to him? Um, luckily, a year later, we get Darth Maul locked down. And I'm like, oh, terrific. This must be, this must be about Darth Maul breaking out of wherever Sidious has uh, thrown him. No, no, this is, this is a prequel to The Phantom Menace about Darth Maul going undercover on a prison planet. Great. Thanks. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> uh, uh, this, uh, this one's amazing. Uh, what what like, strikes me emotionally about this one is that there's a young, a young boy trapped on this prison planet with him and who kind of thinks Darth Maul's the greatest. And this boy gets cut down and Maul looks at this kid that idolized him so much and looks at his killer and thinks something's not right here. There's something in this boy's death that has to be set right. And Maul immediately goes on the attack. It's, oh, it's wonderful. Ah. <laughs> but then at the same time, I'm like, well, whatever happened to Maul in the Clone Wars? Where's the boy? <laughs> Bring me the boy. <laughs> ah, so we finally get Son of Dathomir. Yay! <laughs> finally, there's the boy. He's fine. <laughs> He immediately breaks out. Like Sidious, yeah, throws him in super, super, you know, dark, dark side prison, I guess. And Darth Maul's like, oh, no, I'm out, like, in a second. Like, uh, but uh, so, yeah, he gets rescued by his Death Watch from Mandalore. Uh, you know, they're still loyal to him. So they break him out, uh, bring him back to Mandalore. And uh, it's at this point that Darth Maul is like, you know what? I'm going to revive Mother Talvin because she's super powerful and... Um, the Knight Brothers are still alive, even though the, the Knight Sisters have been decimated, the Knight Brothers are still alive. So he takes his Death Watch to Dathomir, and um, they, they actually bring Dooku to Dathomir because they've kind of convinced Dooku to, uh, to side with them for a hot minute. But then it's like, betrayal, Dooku, we're going to kill you <laughs> to revive Talzin. Spoiler alert, Dooku survives, I mean, obviously, because he has to make it to Revenge of the Sith, right? But it's enough to revive Talzin. Whatever energy they take from Dooku is enough to re revive Talzin. Uh, at which point Sidious is like, oh no, I can't let that happen. So Sidious shows up on Dathomir himself to once again just decimate what Darth Maul has done, kills all of the Night Brothers, all of them. It's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, and then, uh, so it comes down to uh, Maul and Talzin versus Grievous, Dooku, and Sidious. Oh no, I don't, I don't think this is going to end where, well... And, and it's revealed that actually Talzin is Maul's mother, at which point the Darth Maul fandom, if you're writing fanfic, which I am, obviously, <laughs> if you're writing fanfic, you're like, wait, what about Kaisina, that woman who, who was trying to save Maul from Talzin? I thought that was his mother. You know, you're thinking, oh, maybe she's lying to Maul. Maybe she, she says, I'm your mother, so that she can manipulate him in some way. Um, but then when it comes down to, you know, to this fight with Sidious, um, Talzin actually chooses to save Maul's life over her own. You know, pushes him so that he can, he can escape, and, and then she dies. And it's, uh, this was based on, this comic, this whole comic was based on unused scripts for the Clone Wars. So this would have been an arc, and it's the greatest tragedy of our lifetime that we never got to hear Sam Witwer delivered, like be broken and be all like, mother, no. Oh, it would have been terrific. It would have been great. Uh, so the next time we see Darth Maul is in Shattered Empire. Uh, Leia gets a vision of Darth Maul when she's on Naboo. And I'm sorry, but that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Right? Like, uh, uh, yeah, let's talk about Rebels. Maybe some of you have seen Rebels. <laughs> uh, Darth Maul first shows up in uh, Twilight of the Apprentice. And when I saw Darth Maul like, fighting alongside us, well, sorry, at this point he's formerly Darth, now just Maul. <laughs> 
he's fighting alongside Ahsoka and Kanan, and I'm like, nothing else matters for the rest of my life. Like, it's just <laughs> nothing else. Uh, um, he, uh, he, he reveals that, uh, he, they're all on Malachor looking for a way to destroy the Sith and Maul sounds, it says, like, that sounds great to me. <laughs> cause, cause at this point, uh, the, the only two Sith are, are, um, Vader and Sidious. And of course, Darth Maul is still trying to kill Sidious. You know, it's not about Kenobi. He thinks Kenobi's dead, right? Order 66 has happened. Kenobi's gone. And who is Darth Maul thinking about? It's, it's Sidious. It's always been Sidious. Uh, Ahsoka actually asked him in Twilight of the Princess, what kind of game are you playing? And he says, the end game, Lady Tato. Like, that's, that's the goal, is to kill Sidious. Um, so in Twilight of the Apprentice, uh, he, uh, he's going to use this weapon on Malachor to try to decimate the Sith. That, that doesn't really work out. But luckily, uh, in Holocrons of Fate, uh, he and Ezra are able to unite two holocrons, and if they do so, they will be granted, they can ask one question and be granted an answer. And Ezra says, well, I want to know how to destroy this. What do you want? And in a moment that kills me, I'm dead. This is my ghost. Darth Maul looks at Ezra and says, hope. That's what he wants. That's all he wants. Like, that's, that's the only thing he, he's looking for is hope. And that, to me, implies that what, what Maul wants is what the Rebellion wants. He wants to see Sidious finally, finally fall. Because that's what Maul has been raised his whole life to do. That's the point of any Sith, right? Is to kill your master and take what he has. And Darth Maul has been denied that at every point. He can't even get Vader. Like, there's no way. <laughs> He's just like, this is never going to get done. I'm never going to be able to, get, to take this guy. I've been trying my whole life. And I'm never, this empire is never going to fall Please give me hope that this is going to happen. And he looks inside the holocron, and they see twin sons and Kenobi. And of course, that like Maul's like, oh no, <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got six minutes left. I cannot, I cannot get into it. So he does. <laughs> so yeah, he he Maul does finally track down Kenobi. And he does, he faces him because, because of course he does. You know, he's been told that, that the only hope in destroying Sidious is somehow Kenobi, Kenobi is tied to it and Maul isn't. And so he has to, he has to figure this out. And when he gets there, um, you know, he's just all like, oh, you've just become this disgusting rat in the desert. How are you going to stop Sidious? And, and, is like, oh, are you protecting something or someone? And it's like, you know, makes that direct threat against Luke. And, and that's when Kenobi's like, oh no, I just, no, I cannot let you corrupt this boy. And so it comes to blows and Maul finally is cut down. And it's not about, you know, it's not about, oh, Kenobi finally cut him really good this time. You know, like he's killed him before. What makes this cut like any different? And for me, I think, I think it was, it was both of them finally had what they needed. This is Duel of the Fates part two, you know, protecting the chosen one. And when Maul cut down Qui-Gon Jinn, um, for the battle changed for Obi-Wan, I think. I think because it wasn't about when, when, when Maul and, and Obi-Wan cross blades and Obi-Wan cut down Maul that first time, it wasn't about protecting the queen. It wasn't about, you know, a Jedi uses the force for knowledge and defense, right? He wasn't using the force to protect anybody. He was just using it to, you know, out of vengeance, you know, out of hatred to cut down this person who killed his master. And so, of course, when he cut Maul down in hatred, of course Maul was allowed to endure. And Maul's own, like, hatred and determination and defiance, you know, that will to, to get Sidious, to get his revenge, you know, allowed Maul to endure. But this time, no, Kenobi is fighting as a Jedi with knowledge and defense, you know, for no other reason. He doesn't want to kill Maul. He just wants to protect Luke. And in this moment, Maul realizes that, oh, there is the Chosen One. And that means that the force is going to be balanced whether Sidious likes it or not. And so he finds that hope. He finds what he was looking for. And so he's allowed, he finally lets himself die. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Just yay, twin sons. It's, um, it's so good. And so, you know, that's the end. There was never any more mall except, wait a second, yes, there was. <laughs> Uh, man, I only got three minutes, so I can't really talk about this comic, except that, like, in the first, 
oh my god, two days after Twin Suns premieres, we get a new, you know, Darth Maul comic, and it specifically he says, "I will have a long life." That's not okay. You don't do that. You don't do that to me two days after Darth Maul dies. Uh, man, I really wanted to talk about this like Jedi chick who he like, yeah, Eldra, Eldra Cadis. Oh, she's so good. She's my favorite. I really wanted to talk about because my Raylos know why this looks so familiar. Like, uh, I really wanted to talk about this, but I don't have time. I just don't. Uh, oh, and then we got Ash. Ash is super good because we get to see a vision of Darth Maul as a Jedi, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, look at that face. Uh, this little kid's like, help us, Jedi Master. And he's like, okay. Uh, this, like, Rancor, you know, shows up to, like, you know, kill that kid. And Darth Maul's like, well, I am no defender of the weak, but I am a hunter, and that's a big Rancor. So he, like, kills it. And that little kid's like, oh, wow. Like, that's me. Like, same. Like, ah, he's so good. Ah, uh, so, like, so this will bring us to, oh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Huh. Oh, that looks like a fun adventure in the stars. What does that have to do with Darth Maul? Oh. Only everything. <laughs> oh, of course, this is Darth Maul's glorious return to the big screen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I felt like my soul left my body when this happened in the theaters. Just like I was Kira, just like staring at him like, oh, no. Oh, oh it's so good. Uh, so the last thing I want to talk about real quick here uh, is uh, the top five reasons why Maul and Kira raised parents. And you can't change my mind. You can't. Like, I can't be the only one who sees that. I can't, like, look how Maul and Ray, they're, sta they're the same. They're the same. Like, my father before me. Like, that, hi. Okay, here's the top five reasons. One, it would be awesome. It's, oh, my gosh, that would be so cool. Two, double-bladed lightsaber. Who wants to see Ray with the double-bladed lightsaber? Yes, thank you. Oh. And number three, why else would Kira have brown hair? There's no other, there's no explanation. None. Ah, four, please just let me <laughs> Five, the Knight Brothers were a unique human zabric hybrid that created a gender dimorphism, including a lack of horns in their females of their species. So if Maul had a daughter with Kira, she definitely wouldn't have horns. Boom! <laughs> in conclusion, with 40 seconds to spare, Disney, please pay me to write about Darth Maul or... By my side. <laughs> yes, let's, let's cheer for Darth Maul. We're cheering for Darth Maul, not me. Let's do it. Uh, yay! <laughs> Bye. <laughs>